0: Hi, and welcome to Mouse Chat. I'm Lisa, and joining me, I've got Sharpie and Steve. Hello. I barely got your name out.
1: I know, we're like, we're going.
2: Steve is just so really excited for this episode. This
1: is going to be good. Sharpie's excited.
0: I'm so excited. (laughs) I am. Howdy, Sharpie. How's it going, Lisa? It's going well. Howdy, howdy. Yeah, a little hungry. A little hungry. Yeah, I could do some food, but we'll do this, and then I'll look for some food. I'll get So on today's podcast, we're going to be talking about our top five things that we've learned about travel since the pandemic. Yeah. Did I say that correctly? Sort of. Did I communicate the the overall feeling? I think we've all learned a lot. Yes. We really have. Uh, It's just about life itself. Mm
2: -hmm. Not not to go all existential here, but also about travel.
1: Yep.
0: We did learn a lot about toilet paper and the demands thereof. Yep. Mm -hmm. All right. So we put together a little list of the things that we think are the takeaways as far as travel is concerned. And there are more and, you know, we can break these down, but um, let's get this started. Uh, What do you think, Sharpie, is something that you learned about travel since covid
2: don't take it for granted Um, and all of the things that it means to you. Explain that. So uh, uh, for a lot of people, vacation is just, you know, it's, it's almost like, uh, of course we're going on vacation this summer. It's just an assumption that we're going to plan for this week away and we're going to do this and this and this, but like you forget the little things about if you're if it's a road trip you forget the things that that you, the opportunities you have to teach your kids about travel and planning and packing and we're going to drive through this state and this state and we're going to stop and see this like all of the different things that that go into travel that make it so like mentally engaging yep so it's more than just planning a week away for a lot of people that that week of their of their year or that week. If, if you only get that one week of a travel or away vacation a year, some people don't even get that. Planning all of the things into that that have meaning for you. For instance, one of the things that I love to do on vacation. It's a nice leisurely breakfast. Mm. Take your time. No rush. You have nowhere to be. You have plans later in the day. But if you want to drink an extra cup of coffee, do it. Plan, like, don't take travel for granted and all those little things around it that, that kind of give you energy or give you. Livelihood. I guess I could put it that way. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Yep. Yeah, because now How about
2: you, Lisa. Like, what, what, what on that? What do you like most about travel that you discovered that you were taking for granted?
0: I Overall, my ability to do it. Um, it is my job, but the the quality family time that I get when I travel is like no other. Um, I, I don't know what's in the water when we travel, but we just have more time for each other. I guess that's the main thing. Uh, we're, we're removed from our everyday routines and, and we just, we can play games and we can be silly and we can, you know, just let loose.
2: You're not caught up in, in, in the rigor of the day to day. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and there's a lot of rigor, so it's nice to to put that behind and leave it at home for a while, and you know, find out what's going on in my kids' lives, what's going on with Steve, and yeah, you know, it's that is my biggest takeaway is I need to appreciate my time with my family, um, and another thing that I've learned is that it's a big world out there. Yep. And there are a lot of worthy places to go and explore. And
1: so many cool places.
0: I've added a lot to my bucket list.
1: Yeah. We met so many on our last couple trips. We met so many cool people. Like you you just get to meet really great people and your kids get to meet new people. And like, I mean, like some of the last trips, I think every, like every one, every time we left, everybody was crying. My like, yeah. God, it was.
0: Yeah, it wasn't a pretty sight. Was
1: everybody it? was so sad because you meet people and you go to these great places and you meet the either the Disney cast members at dinner or that are planning excursions with you or interacting with you. And then everybody's hugging at the end and taking their final photos together. And oh, my God.
0: So to piggyback on that, what Steve's referring to is we recently did. um and Adventures by Disney river cruise on the Rhine. And what you were saying about the people, we did the Danube five years ago and it was amazing. And in the end, we had a lot of great people that we came to know and, you know, kept in touch with a couple of them. But on this one, it's like the first Day, literally the first day, we're sitting down in the main lounge area and it's kind of the introduction. And we were making connections with people. Hey, come on over. And you know, we invited to a game of Scrabble the first hours that we were there. Um, and we made the connections earlier on, which made them stronger and last longer.
1: Mm-hmm. And the kids met. And the kids knew to jump in. And they have dinner with the kids where they have their own dining area if they all want to eat. And then they don't want to eat together the first night. Then after they eat together the first night, they're inseparable.
0: Yeah. Well, I, Amber, of course, was there. And she knows how good this can be when you really put yourself out there. So the first night, the first teen dinner, she puts herself out there and. She she got a lot of people to put themselves out there as well. And one person did comment. I went to the teen dinner. I didn't want to, but I felt I had to. And I wasn't going to say anything to anyone. And then I was not going to go to the second one. But you specifically pulled me out and asked about me and you showed interest in me. And it made my cruise um, that much better because now I, I interacted with all these other people. And I mean, that was literally told to me about Amber.
1: And even the, the staff, you can tell that, you know, don't take it for granted. They, you know, these people haven't worked for two years. Yeah. These people in these other countries, like even in the Caribbean islands, like their livelihood, like they're so thankful that people are now traveling again to Europe or the Caribbean islands or wherever you're going. Those people have like, can you imagine like zero income pretty much for two years, not just a week or something? It's, it's crazy. So they are so Extreme hardship. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And so they are so thankful and so happy to see people again. It's just this, like everybody can exhale and take a breath again. It's just so nice. So I think that that was one of the things that, or don't take travel. It's,
0: it's corny. Yeah. But it's so, it's heartwarming to get out there and travel and talk to people. And people just seem to be a lot more open about so many things because they want to communicate. They want to have, um, you know, new experiences and, and someone to talk to. Yeah. It, people
2: seeking connection. Yep. They
0: are. They're yep. reaching yep. out. And, I mean, we did it. We weren't the only ones. Um. It was, it was fantastic the way people are, are happy to connect on, on travel. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What's number two?
0: Um, I'm going to say, and this is a whole lot less sentimental, but, um, you have, it's my recommendation, my very strong recommendation to get insurance for your travel. Um, Get that travel protection, especially if you're going outside of the United States. And this could be an all-inclusive trip to Jamaica. It could be a cruise on Disney Cruise Line, and it could be a river cruise um, in Italy. Whatever you're doing, if you're going outside of the country, definitely get it. And then if you're traveling domestically, I strongly suggest it. you just never know what's going to happen. Yeah,
1: yeah. Three, four years ago, no one would ever thought there would have been a global pandemic.
0: No. <laughs>
2: so, and I mean, and th- this is kind of a an, of one of the one of those one of the chances I- incidences. But uh, a friend of mine, her and her family traveled out west on vacation this summer, and within. Six hours of arriving, they had rented a car and were starting out on their itinerary. And while they were touring a national park, their rental car got broken into. Oh, yeah. And a lot of their personal possessions that they had packed for a two week vacation were gone.
1: Yikes. Yeah, that's all. I remember that's
0: Steve's it. biggest nightmare. Well, I on tri- and, yeah, trips they 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 always, had, had yeah. insurance. Yep nothing would have been covered. Yeah. Yeah. Insurance isn't just for cancellations. Insurance can cover theft. It can cover um, medical, medical emergencies, which is super important. Um, It, it covers things that you're not expecting. um, If you have to rush home, you know, because someone is in the hospital or there's been a death in the family, it'll cover that. If you if your flight is delayed and you miss your connection, it'll help you with that. So there are lots of different things. Lost luggage,
1: yeah. There's so, a lot of, and there you, you got to check your policy. It's not just cancellation. Check, yeah. But makes and all the check policies, the policies, policies. Are, are totally different. So you got to be. Yeah. Some things you think are covered aren't covered, and some things that you think are not covered are covered. So you just have to. But it's definitely. And now it's in not this, one in one this, size fits in all. In this day and age, you definitely. It feel you feel a lot safer to have insurance with so many things going on,
0: but I think I can tell you, uh, coming out of the pandemic, that the clients that we had that had insurance, they were it was so much easier to close their 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 whole experience because we didn't have to fight for this or that. Um, of course, we fought for everyone, but it was so much easier for the client and for us. Um, because of insurance. And so having it, it was, it was paramount. Yep. Steve, do you have anything to add to this?
1: No, but no. Another were, topic. Oh, oh, what's the next one? Hand me the list.
0: <laughs> um, you can do this one. You can't see it. Over All there. right. So I'll just say, just it. say it. So, um, something else that we learned post COVID is that. All those steps that we would take, the hand sanitizing, hand washing, mm. you know, a bit of distancing, it all works. And there's no reason we have to stop it. So keep washing your hands. Keep carrying that hand sanitizer. Um, just mind your, your hygiene. Cover your mouth when you sneeze or cough or turn your head or, you know, leave the room for goodness sake. Um, but all these steps, they actually work.
2: Or don't be afraid to wear a mask. Yeah, if, I if agree. you're on an international flight and you know that you're going to be abroad for three weeks, take that extra precaution. Wear the mask. That little bit of discomfort that you might experience could save you, even just from a flu virus, a common cold, or or even even like a, a gastro virus, a, yeah. a, a stomach type. Oh of virus. gosh, yes. So, yeah. I mean that little bit of extra caution that you take could make sure that you have a great vacation instead of being sick for the first two or three days or more of it.
1: Yeah. It's just, yes, you're on a, an international flight for nine hours and then you're going through all the different things and you're grabbing all touching everything and all the airports. And it just, it just helps. I usually have like a little clip on hand sanitizer on my backpack, like on a carabiner. So then it's easy to, whenever you're somewhere to just, it's right there, it's on the outside, and yep. you just pop it open and squeeze. And yep, and then you can keep a couple masks with you if you want as well.
0: Okay, um, and I, you know, they hand you the little Purell wipes when you get on an airplane. Yeah, usually to wipe use them. Yeah. Just use them. Open it up, wipe down your hand, um, your armrest, the the headrest, the screen, the the tray, anything that you're going to touch, clean it. Mm -hmm. It takes you like a minute. And what else are you going to do?
2: And don't touch doorknobs or door handles if you don't have to. No. Use your feet. you can open a door with your shoulder, (laughs) do it. Yep.
0: I agree. Um, Another thing that I do, we're getting all into safety now. Um, I I try to open a door, uh, depending on the handle, in a way that most people won't. So,
2: I I do the same thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, I try to think, okay, this is where everyone yeah. is grabbing, so I'm not going to grab there, I'll find something else. That's funny. So, yeah, or
2: I, use a or, use, or, a or towel. use a single finger that you don't often use. There you go. Right. Right. Like pull it open with your pinky finger and then sanitize your pinky finger. Some of the guys some of the <laughs> people one of the guys at I work I know that may be silly,
0: but No, know. it yeah. makes sense. Um
1: One of the guys at work on his keychain has a door opener thing. It's like a little metal Yeah thing that you can use anyways like a little hook yeah there's all kinds of stuff anyway you can do as as much or as little as you want but yeah but it but especially when you're traveling you're already kind of tired and whatever so you really don't want to get sick and ruin your vacation so if you take a few little extra steps it might help you yeah and for goodness sake just a cold or getting something
0: yeah don't use those those air dryers either either Mm -hmm. shake your hands and leave wipe them on your jeans or uh, use a paper towel, but don't use those air dryers. Just blowing
2: Let's... dirty air on you. Uh,
0: y- yes. So what's next? All right. Sharpie, you had kind of a, a broad topic for this next one. Um, leave
2: wiggle room.
0: Mm. Explain so, that. So
2: especially with all of the flight delays and the cancellations and lost luggage uh, it was always my habit to take the first flight out on the way yeah. to vacation and the last flight out on the way home from vacation. Yep. Maximize your time. Exactly. You get more time in your destination.
1: Well, the, the, even if it's just mm-hmm.
2: a half day, it makes all the difference. And the first flight a is a lot good. of fun in a half day.
1: Yep.
2: Um, b- But yeah, especially right now with flight lance- flight delays, flight cancellations luggage that is lost into infinity uh if you have to be at work on monday morning don't plan on taking the last flight out on sunday evening yeah there's no you stand more of a chance of not making it home on on time uh and on the on your departure day plan to leave as early as possible in the morning because statistically the later yeah later flights are canceled more often yep. one because of weather delays and things like that, especially in the Florida area that happen with afternoon thunderstorms. Um, but statistically you you're an early, earlier morning flight is less likely to be canceled. Yeah. So
1: yeah, we like to take the first flight or a very early flight because you get more time at the park or at the destination. And um, like you're saying, th- there's no problems yet. The security line is hopefully not too large yet because the airport's opening up and the plane's already there and the staff for the plane, its everything's already set. And then if, and we always try to usually fly a major airline. So if something does happen, there's a bunch of other flights, you know, an hour later, there's just another one and another one. So, so if there is an issue, it's not like, oh, now we're stuck for, there's no flights for the rest of the day.
2: Yeah, I and can. also on mm-hmm. the way down or on the, on the way to your destination, mm-hmm. make sure you have enough packed either in a carry on mm-hmm. or your personal item to get you through a day or two at minimum medicines, all of that stuff, a, a clean change of clothes, yep, all of your basics. And then on your, on your way home, likewise plan to, if you may have to spend an extra three, four, five, eight, 10 hours in an airport, yep. make sure you have some extra comfort items packed that, that will help you make your time in that delay a little more livable.
1: Yeah. I know going uh, tying in that in with cruises, if you can uh, fly the day before, instead of the day of your cruise, you have that safety net uh, where you don't have to worry about, Oh my gosh, I forgot my passport and I, miss my flight and now I I'm going to miss the ship or the flight was canceled and I'm going to miss the ship. It's much better if you fly the day before, have some wiggle room and then just take a 20 minute shuttle to the ship in the, in the morning and you don't well, have and to and it cuts worry. down on stress. Yeah. You, Cause you're so stressed out like, Oh, we're going to make it. This got delayed. Well, not
0: just that. Travel is always stressful Yeah, and you don't want to miss the boat. Yep. Literally. Yes. So I think it definitely helps. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's going to be different for different people because here in Atlanta, we have a lot of flight options. Yeah. And so if we do take the first flight out the day of a cruise, we will have four other options before we need to start panicking. Yeah. Um, At least but, you hope. Yeah. Well, usually we do. I mean, there are yeah. that many. If we're going into Miami or Orlando, it's every hour on the hour type of thing. Um, but there are smaller cities where you're, you're lucky to be able to get out. Do you have once one flight a day
1: yeah Yep. yeah and then if there's a problem with that airplane or the staffing and they they run over the time limit and they the pilots can't fly then you're you're stuck and then you're not going on your cruise so we usually let fly the day before or we fly very early in the morning the day of because we have a lot of options worst case scenario we could just drive to orlando if we had to so yeah we we could still make it but we're just in a Good spot.
0: Yeah. That's just our predicament. Yeah. Um, there one more. Well, I think there's, more? there's more to say about, you know, planning accordingly and, and with some flexibility. Um, Something that we've noticed is post pandemic. A lot of people. They budget for a vacation every year and they've gone two years without a vacation. They're they're ready to blow it all on one. So they've got triple the budget than they normally do. And so a lot of the higher end uh, cabins or resorts, people are spending more on vacation. Room things. types. Yeah. Room types, right. Accommodations, whatever it is, they're splurging. Yep. And they're like, I deserve it. I haven't seen the light of day for two years. We're going out in in style. Yep. So if you think that you can wait a lot of people have misconceptions about travel patterns. Like no one's going to travel during Christmas. I'll go to Disney. Boom, boom, boom. Womp, womp. Womp, womp. So, yeah, that doesn't work. So the the misconception right now is that people aren't booking the suites and the presidential rooms and the the penthouses. Uh, they are. And they're going Definitely first. Definitely they are. They're going first. So... On our last podcast, we kind of mentioned that the the new Disney Wish has uh, a new stateroom category, and that is the uh, the Tower Suite, uh, or also known as the Funnel Suite. Good luck getting that, because it books out um, presidential suites on the Fantasy and the Dream. They book out. And... People, well, just, are, yeah. people have the money somewhere and they're making well, the it other, happen.
1: The other thing is people had, even just for their regular rooms, they had a uh, river cruise and then it was canceled. And then the next year it was canceled. So then, you know, so, and then finally they can take it. But now, so all these people that have had these previous bookings are finally filling up 2022. And so there's not a lot of inventory left for new bookings.
0: Yeah. It's like a floodgate that's been open.
1: Yeah. So there's so many people fighting for so many rooms at Disney world, at universal studios, at uh, all inclusives like sandals oh. and beaches or river. So everything is just packed. So you and, need to plan way in ahead, way ahead to book something.
0: Yeah. Um, another thing that just kind of came to mind is with the cancellations, especially with the cruises, if you had a cruise that was canceled, and you rebooked, they gave you like a 25% future cruise credit. So the money starts multiplying, and then that one cancels. And they're like, if you rebook, we'll give you even more money. And so people ended up with these cruise credits, and they could book um, the, the bigger rooms, the better rooms, the more expensive rooms. And so that's also taking those uh, expensive rooms out of inventory because they're more accessible. Mm-hmm. or the more more affordable, I guess because it's kind of free money for their inconvenience,
1: yeah well, I also think people were they were held up in their homes or whatever for forever and they they realized the value of creating memories and family vacations and multi generation vacations and actually going out and doing things and seeing things and being with friends and family so now they there's a there's a high demand for Travel and uh, low avail, lower availability for certain things.
0: All right, and then we have one final thought as far as um, the the face of travel after COVID. And Sharpie, you know this one.
2: Use a travel agent. Yeah, I cannot tell you how many and I, i'm gonna I'm gonna be very generous here and just say thousands of hours I have spent on the phone with travel vendors because of technology issues, short staffing issues, occupancy issues, staffing issues, staffing issues in resort destinations where rooms weren't clean. You're on vacation. If you don't have an agent, You're doing all of that yourself. And and frankly, there are some things that I have stopped doing as a travel agent since travel restart after COVID. And one of those is guest dining reservations with Disney. And and the reason I say that and the reason why I've, I've stopped doing it for clients altogether is because there is so much tied in to your My Disney Experience account with park reservations, with your resort reservation, with other, other things, uh, multiple travel parties traveling together. It is much easier for one person who is traveling with the group to take care of all of that than it is for multiple parties of a travel group to communicate back to me. And then I have to make it work when I'm booking dining reservations at one time, yeah. when they've booked their park reservations months before, well, I can't adjust park reservations now because parks are full and they want a restaurant that's in XYZ Park. And well, guess what? That's not happening because not everyone in their party has a park reservation. Like it's just so much easier for me to get online and walk someone through making a reservation for a future date that, 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 that they can easily cancel mm-hmm. that's before their trip a day or two before they travel. And then just automatically and immediately cancel their reservation at the end of our, our call. Then it is for me to try to coordinate all of this when there are so genie plus, Oh my gosh. Don't even get me started with trying to plan that around dining reservations Plan that uh, around park reservations. It's just so much more difficult. It is now easier for me to walk my 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 guests, my clients, through that process. Yeah. Than it is for me to wake up at five forty-five and do it on their behalf for them, because I I had I had a, a a client family who had gone who I I spent no lie I spent close to fourteen hours making reservations and getting all everything they needed for their trip, all in order. And then I log in the morning of their dining and they, and someone in their party, no idea who it was, someone in their party had gone in and made a bunch of changes and nothing that we had worked for weeks in advance to plan. I could then do for their entire party as part of their party had changed plans. So it's like, I, it's just there. It's so complicated now. Yeah, I understand why more people are using travel agents, especially to book Disney, than they ever have before. But at the same time, it's harder for us as travel agents to coordinate things because things are yeah but considerably you're, more complicated.
1: Yeah, but so you know the ins and outs, and you're like the coach teaching them how to do exactly. it exactly. So yep. so they might not know about Genie Plus or that you need park reservations now, or this is how many days out you can book dining now. But so you have Imagine that knowledge.
2: Express is no you, longer a thing.
1: Yeah. So, so many things. It's like a never ending, constant changing thing. So at least you get, you get them in the right direction. And when they have questions, you kind of help them out. So, I can
2: be that reference point yeah. in providing accurate information mm-hmm. that they may have to search multiple times because he, he, here's, here's the reality. If you search for when do I make my Disney dining reservations? There are still websites out there that tell you to make your dining reservations 180 days in advance. Yeah. So much of that has another want.
1: Yeah, it's all changed. Yeah,
2: exactly. It's like 180. No, you can't. No, no. That's yes. March, 2020. You could make, you could make dining reservations that far in advance, but now you cannot. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is promotions. Yep. How many promotions has Disney released since March of 2020? I'm going to venture to say about half of their normal amount.
1: Yeah. So you got to keep up with the promotions because they come at their frequent or or less frequent and and less inventory. Um, And the dates are more limited. Yep. And then you've got you know, used to have extra magic hours and there's still extra things like that, but a lot of that has changed. So Sharpie keeps up with that. Like you have for, to be a
2: deluxe guest yep, to deluxe. do the evening extra magic yep.
1: hours. Yeah. So there's a lot of things to keep up with. So he helps you through with, with that and as well as universal studios has different things with different express passes and Halloween or uh HHN Halloween horror nights and, and deluxe resorts with extra benefits. And the same thing with, you know, knowledge on cruises and what restaurants are extra and which ones are worth it. And, and then even when the pandemic hit Sharpie and all of the agents, I mean, it was unbelievable. So the people that had an agent, I mean, some of these vendors weren't even taking calls from clients. They just didn't even answer their phones. And
2: there were a few that just went out of business.
1: It was insane. So if you had an agent, you had someone who was on your side to try to get your money back or to try to move your vacation. I mean, and there were, you know, they had call centers with hardly any people in them because they were sick or they were out of the office or they couldn't handle all the calls because they have years worth of trips that people are trying to move or cancel. And so having an agent helped with all of that immensely. I can't even imagine people that were stuck all across the country. And if you, at least had an agent, you had someone else fighting for you to try to get you back to the U S or wherever you're from. So
0: the stories we could tell, uh, it
1: was unbelievable. So it was definitely worth it. And in most cases, it costs you nothing extra. It's just part of the package that you're paying for already. So it's like, it's like a no brainer. So.
2: And so many instances of how travel insurance came to the rescue. Yeah. Prevented people from losing thousands of dollars because there were some vendors, even though they were not closed, they would not refund your money. Yep. And I mean, I I had either either, uh, one of the worst situations was the family desperately needed the money that they had spent on vacation because both of the parents lost their jobs at the beginning of the pandemic. Oh, yeah. But the travel provider would not refund their money. They would only give them a travel credit. And I mean, part of that, yes, I understand, because the business has employees too. But at the same time, uh, travel insurance would have allowed yeah. that cancellation and the insurance claim to go through without question because the destination was closed.
1: Yep. Yeah. So insurance is important and working with an agent helps navigate all that stuff that you think would never happen. That happened like overnight.
2: So, it's still hard to believe all all that, what we've experienced was in March of 2020. Sometimes it it's gray. just,
1: it's like, it's it seems like a dream.
2: bad dream and we're all going to wake up and it's all going to be different, but it's, it's here. It's going to be with us for a while. Yeah. But it's not nearly as bad. There aren't there between vaccinations and the different variants that aren't nearly as, as potent as the initial ones. It's Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. We have been traveling and it has been so nice to travel and everybody you meet is excited that they're traveling. And like we were saying earlier, the staff is so excited to have a job again and they're on the cruise ships or in Europe or wherever. It's just, everybody is, if, if you can, If you can do it, I would get out there and do it. It's so nice. You don't have to, like getting back into the United States from overseas, you don't have to do, what was it? Oh, you had to have a test within two days. Yeah. Yeah, And
0: so you were doing that on your vacation?
1: Yeah, so we had to do that on a cruise when we were coming from Barbados uh, in October of last year. But they set all that up, you know, so you have to take a test and then you have to hope that it's negative because otherwise you can't come back to the US. All that is is gone now. So that's nice. So no more testing on the way back in and worrying about being quarantined if you've failed the test and what do you do? And so all of that is slowly changed and making it easier to travel again. There's a little, you know, there's little bumps here and there. But when you work with a travel agent, they'll help you or at least point you in the right direction to, you know, go to these countries' websites and Figure out what the the requirements are. And they're changing with cruises all the time, too. I just saw Norwegian Cruise Line changed. You can something with the unvaccinated people can now. Yeah, all those
2: policy changes.
1: Yeah, so it's constantly changing and it's going to keep changing. So working with an agent gives you someone else to bounce ideas with and help you navigate the (laughs) ever-changing world of travel. But it's definitely going in the right direction now. Was that
0: five? That was five. Yeah. We've all
2: learned a lot. We have.
0: We have. Um, well, and we just went over most of the highlights, but there's always something to learn from everything.
2: Adventure is out there.
0: Yes. Yeah. Sharpie. Sharpie
1: did like a 14-day whirlwind SeaWorld, if you didn't listen to that podcast. All the SeaWorld destinations.
2: We had so much fun.
1: With the family.
2: Did it did it a two two two-day Drive down with the boys and, yep. and, uh, 12 nights in Orlando. And then we did a marathon drive back all in the same day. Oof. Yeah. So that was You're a great man. It was a long road trip. Was that you driving I, the whole way? I drive Yep. My list is, is only 14.
1: That's what so, I was wondering. Okay.
2: So, yep. He's uh, not, he's not a driver yet. Wow. So I even had to stop in Charlotte for about an hour and a half to work. Uh, pull out the laptop for my full-time job. So yeah.
1: Yep. Yikes. Yeah. But it's Yikes. fun. Once you get He's out there right. and do it again, it's just a lot of fun.
2: But we had, yeah, we, we had so much fun. We, we The boys are still talking about a lot of the stuff.
0: Good. Well, you've got me so excited about it. You were telling us about it and I, I want to get Brooke in there and I can pack up and work from a, a hotel room. So yeah. yeah. Listen um, to the
1: SeaWorld podcast if you haven't listened to it yet. It's just from uh, a couple of weeks ago.
0: All right, I'll check it out. And uh, do you think you they wouldn't do it again, would they? Different courses or anything? Oh, the uh, right. I I
2: I've I've thought about it, and I I think if we were to do something like that again, we we would we might do the residential camp, or they offer a day camp option too over at Bush Gardens. And and the reason is because they have such a more diverse population of animals.
1: Yeah. Instead of just more sea life. It's
2: right.
0: I could do that too.
1: That would be cool. Oh.
0: I mean, it seems absurd to go to summer camp in Orlando when you live in Georgia or West Virginia,
1: but the, but the, uh, the things they do are so cool, right? You're like a zookeeper or a trainer. You don't get to do that anywhere else. Andrew. Does Atlanta have a zoo? Yeah, we do. crazy
2: question, but
0: no, yeah, we have the Atlanta Zoo. Cool.
1: I hate the Atlanta Zoo.
0: It's fine. It's the <laughs> worst. <laughs> oh my gosh. I have. Get off my lawn.
1: I have no good stories about the Atlanta Zoo. Oh.
0: They don't even have a a moldorama.
1: They probably don't because they that's how bad. How
2: they can are. they even exist?
1: They they don't.
0: Oh, shameful.
2: Do they have giraffes? Yes. Do they have elephants?
0: Yes. Sharpie, they are wonderful. Then, it was
1: not awesome. wonderful. I don't want to get into my Atlanta Zoo experience. <laughs> it's a whole nother. <laughs> we don't
2: want you to either, Steve. It's a whole
1: nother show. I don't want to bring it down. I don't want to bring down the mood. Oh, Steve. But I would definitely do the SeaWorld. We're talking about like there's a, there's a camp for kids at SeaWorld where you get to do cool things. Like he's, like he the, the kid his kids got to swim with sharks. Yeah. Like where That's else do you awesome. get to do that? Nowhere as a kid and then you get to learn about sea life and you get to go feed the stingrays and learn about the stingrays they're like teaching you while you're doing things oh it's like that would be so cool you come back well what'd you do for something I went to the YMCA oh, I was like a trainer for the dolphins
2: come on <laughs> Oh, no, just collected stingray <laughs> teeth
1: yeah so much better than all the other kids stories that they're gonna have come on I just went to the Atlanta Zoo. Sounds like you had a good time, though, at the other place. SeaWorld or Busch Gardens. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, Black Friday. We got to look for deals. Is that it, Lisa? I think
0: that's it. You ready to wrap up the show?
2: Ready if you are.
0: All right. So I'd like to thank Pixie Vacations for sponsoring the podcast. If you have comments or comments or questions for us, please write to us at comments at mousechat.net. And thanks so much for listening. Please join us again next time on Mouse Chat.